Welcome to Sixers and Six, America's favorite six-minute Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Miggy DeLeon, and joining me as always is one Chris Hipple. Say hi. What's up, Miguel? Let's talk Sixers. We're talking Sixers. We're talking about a very exciting matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks in what was actually a loss, but a really good loss, actually. 109 to 105 in a strange up-and-down game. Honestly, kind of a slog for most of it, but boy... What a fucking finish. Sixers are down nine points. Sixers score nine points in 53 seconds. Capped off by none other than Furkan Korkmaz doing Furkan Korkmaz things in what is obviously the Toyota tingling nipples play of the game where he takes a corner three, 0.4 seconds left, drains it to send it to overtime. Chris, where were you when uh, you heard the shot that was heard around the world? Oh, Cork with another shot heard around the world. He's done it before. <laughs> He'll do it again. Uh, well, let me tell you, I did not watch this live. Mm. I was working on figuring out how to get uh, a newborn to sleep. Yikes. Which, you know, I'll save that for my other six-minute podcast. But, <laughs> you know, came back to it uh, recorded. I had a lot of texts on my phone. So I will just say that with like 53 seconds left, the Sixers were down nine, nine, yeah, something absurd. So I'm kind of like, why was there so much Sixers hype around what is surely going to be a pretty boring loss? And man, that was fun. That was the that was a very fun and game. honestly, probably the most exciting game of the season, even better than the Lakers game. There's a lot going on here um, without Joel Embiid, right? This was our first loss, right? We are now four and one in this little stretch. Uh-huh. I think our defense looks incredible. Um, and I know at the end of this game, it didn't really work out, but we now have the second best defense in the NBA without Joel Embiid. Um, statistic or mentality, Miggy? Which one is it? Definitely a mentality. I mean... Toby even talks about it himself like they didn't wake up and just have this winning culture. They built this over time, and even though one of our superstars, Joel Embiid, is not on the court, that culture remains, and they're playing hard. They're, getting, they're like getting the most out of Dwight Howard, who is way over the hill. They're getting most, the most out of Tony Bradley, who should not be as effective as he is. And it really speaks to... Doc doing a good job in coaching a loss, yes, but what ultimately was a good loss, right? In terms of it being a good loss, like it very much feels like this is a team that is probably going to lock up the two or three seed, maybe the one seed, I don't know, the Bucs. Um, I am so supremely confident in a playoff series against them. Like I have no doubts. So we lost the battle. We will absolutely win the war. I mean... Yeah, this game was definitely like a playoff preview, right? Like, this team that is at full strength, the the Bucks, needed four quarters and an overtime to beat a Joel Embiid-less Sixers. Not to mention, I mean, obviously Joel Embiid's the biggest thing, but Shake's not playing well. His numbers are down. He's like shooting 30% from three. He was supposed to be our sixth man. He was actually like kind of talked about as the sixth man of the year in the beginning of the year. Toby was definitely not his Toby self. And we normally rely on him as the closer when Joel Embiid's not there. 
And he certainly was not that closer. And so if we can get the Bucks to play like this when we're not at full strength, while they're at full strength, I mean, I'm not scared of them. Yeah, uh, we had a crazy amount of turnovers. Oh, my God. We Seven turnovers in the first quarter, I believe. Like, in a lot of ways tonight, are, you know, this game was a schedule loss, mm. right? Like, it, it was the Sixers' fifth game in seven days. It was the second night of a back-to-back. And, yeah, they were missing their actual MVP player, Joel Embiid. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but the idea that Giannis was celebrating as if he just won the finals mm. is such a joke. Chris, we are actually at the Shake Milton Minute. Shake, shake, shake. And... I do want to talk about this. All right. Giannis, you know, it was the overtime. He had just hit a little 12-foot jumper, basically put the game out of reach. And he does this bullshit thing where he sits on the court. And goddamn, like, I cannot wait for when we meet in the playoffs because I think— Our court. I think— The (laughs) hollowed ground of the Wells Fargo Center. I mean— I think one Joel Embiid will not soon forget this, right? Here's the thing. And I and I honestly I think that Giannis might have forgotten <laughs> who was sitting a mere 10 to 20 feet away from him wearing a pair of Ugg slippers mm. um which you know Joel yes normalize wearing slippers <laughs> to events. I love it's it. 2021 baby. He Giannis you absolutely made yourself an enemy of the process. Joel is going to put you in the crosshairs and take you the fuck down in the playoffs. In Uggs. I'm not worried. The other thing that I just have to point out is, you know, there seems to be a sentiment that I'm noticing around Philadelphia where the vibes around the Sixers are incredibly good. Mm. And it it does frighten me a little bit. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. So, like, I just want to put it out there. For everyone who's just tuning in because they're like, Sixers look great. Um, Be careful. Tread lightly. 